if there was a God, if a God of the universe did exist, and he wanted to send you a message, would you know how to receive the message, and could you understand the message? I've been thinking about that question ever since I learned that there is a gold record flying through outer space. Like a literal gold record is flying right now through outer space. Okay, that didn't do what it did for me to you. I, apparently, that hit me a lot harder. There, there's a gold record. You know what a gold record is, like in gold record terms? Like when you sell so many albums, if you're an artist and you sell 500,000 copies of your album, you get a gold record, a physical gold record from the Recording Industry Association of America, and it's got your album artwork on there, and it's on a plaque, and, and they send that to you, and you can hang it up in your studio at your home uh, on your wall. Okay? If you sell a million copies, you're a platinum-selling artist. You get a platinum-looking record with your album artwork and all. And if you're a multi-platinum-selling artist, you and I need to be better friends. Okay? That's, you're doing pretty good. All right? But I'm not talking about that kind of gold record. We're talking about a real live gold record that's right now flying through outer space at 40,000 miles an hour away from Earth. What are you talking about, Reed? Okay, in 1977... The Jet Propulsion Laboratory sent off Voyager. And Voyager was on a one-way mission. It was never going to return. And its, its mission was to take pictures of all of the surrounding planets in our solar system and, and to, to, to swing around those planets and to leave with, with uh, so Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, to slingshot off of them with a greater velocity than to leave our solar system altogether and enter into interstellar space. And Voyager did that. Now, when Voyager was ready to be launched in 1977, wanted to put on it a time capsule in the event that some other intelligent life form somewhere out there were to receive Voyager, that they would know that there's another civilization out there in the universe, in the cosmos. So they put this time capsule together. It had happened before on Pioneer Expedition several years earlier. In fact, when Pioneer was sent out, it had a, a little plaque mounted on Pioneer with a depiction of a male and a depiction of a female and some basic descriptors of what it's like on planet Earth. And, and, and so whoever found it would know, oh, there's other civilizations somewhere out there. But when it came time to launch Voyager, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory said, let's up the ante a little bit on the time capsule and let's put a record on the actual... On, on Voyager. So if somebody found it, they could know a lot about we, how we do life here on, on Earth. It's called the Voyager Interstellar Record. Most people call it the Golden Record because it's literally made of gold. And it has a title. And the title is it called Sounds of Earth. Sounds of Earth. And, and this committee, in six months' time, they had to decide, what do you put on the record? What would you, what would you put on a record if you knew that potentially another life form somewhere out there would receive this and, and you want to tell them about life on earth. Like, what would you put on the record? They had six months, a whole committee. What do we put on the record? Well, they decided that they wanted to put a message from the head of the United Nations. So there's a little greeting from planet earth. There's also some songs on the record. 27 tracks made it on the record. Isn't that cool? Like, what if you're in charge of that? You're like, okay, what songs you want to put on the record? Like, what song? Like, if you said, oh, we've we got we to gotta put this song. This is the song. Like, if there's aliens, they got to know this song. This is a great song. Shape of you, Ed Sheeran. Like, we got to put that on. It didn't make the record. 
But like, what would you put? Like, if you were in charge of the 27 songs, what would you put on there? Like, of all the songs, 27 songs. The three Bs made it, and they put a lot of indigenous music uh, because they didn't want all the music to come from Western civilization, which makes sense. So there's a lot of indigenous music. But the three Bs made it. You're like, I knew it. I, I knew it. I knew Bieber. No, Bieber wasn't even around in 77. The three Bs were Bach, Beethoven, and Chuck Berry. <laughs> that last one makes me laugh. Somewhere out there in the cosmos, traveling 40,000 miles an hour away from Earth is Johnny Be Good. Go, Johnny, go, go. There's an old uh, Saturday Night Live skit. It's Weekend Update with Steve Martin. And uh, he, he says, they found Voyager in the cosmos, and we got a message back from the aliens that found it. Send more Chuck Berry, which makes me laugh. They like it. There are 55 greetings on the record. 55 greetings in 55 different languages. You can download all of this, by the way. Listen to it. You can download it on iTunes. You can download it. You can listen to it, stream it on Apple Music if you have that. Uh, don't do it right before you go to bed. It's kind of creepy. I'll just be honest. Uh, <laughs> the sound quality in 77 wasn't great, so you're listening you're like this is weird. Um, but they're all very short. I'm not going to play you all 55, but I do want to play you just a snippet. So if you were that life form and you received this record and you listened to the record, that this is maybe a little bit of what you'd hear. These are greetings from planet Earth. Üdvözletet küldünk magyar nyelven minden békét szerető lénynek a világegyetemen. Namaste. Kannadigar paravagi subhashegalu. Sab logone maro ram ram ponche. Hama athe raji khushi ha. Tuma uthe raji khushi rejo. Hello from the children of planet Earth. That last one's Carl Sagan's son. Carl Sagan was a famous astronomer back in 77. But I love that it's a little child that's the English language. Hello from the children of planet Earth. 55 different greetings on there. The UN dignitaries who worked on the spa in the space area had little messages on there as well. Some whale songs, whale songs, made it on the record. Uh, two people kissing, that sound, made it on the record. Rain falling is on the record. Wind blowing is on the record. All these different things. They had 100 photographs that were translated into analog form, put on this analog record. Some diagrams, some depictions, and a letter from then-President Jimmy Carter. And this is the letter, and the letter that Jimmy Carter says, he says this at the end, he said, This is a present from a small distant world, a token of our sounds, our science, our images, our music, our thoughts, and our feelings. We are attempting to survive our time so we may live into yours. We hope someday, having solved the problems we face, to join a community of galactic civilizations. This record represents our hope and our determination and our goodwill in a vast and awesome universe. In 2012, there was a ceremony at the Rose Garden near the White House. And uh, President Obama was the president at the time. And he announced to the world that NASA scientists had confirmed that Voyager had left the, the uh, heliosphere of our solar system, which is the teardrop circumference of our solar system, and entered into interstellar space. So it's out there somewhere for someone to find. That's, that's just so much fun. Today, flying into darkness outside of our solar system is a spacecraft about the size of a Volkswagen Beetle with a gold record representing and depicting life on Earth. Here's a, an image, uh, the technicians mounting the record onto Voyager. You see them there. They're mounting it on there. 
And then this next is a representation of what Voyager might look like as it's traveling through space. So just picture it. There's a, this <laughs> spacecraft about the size of a small car. And right there mounted, right in the middle, is this gold record. Are you kidding me? That's just flying through space. That's pretty neat. You're like, well, how's it going to survive? Like, how would it survive? Well, it's surviving because there's an aluminum cover over the record. And it's protected and treated in such a way that it protects it from all the cosmic dust and other particles out, out there in the universe. The record is made of copper, plated in pure gold, and designed to last one billion years. And you say, well, okay, you're ahead of me, and I, I, I thought that too. If I found the record, <laughs> well, well, how will they know what to do with it? <laughs> Is this a Frisbee? What do I do with this thing? How do I know to play the record? Well, here's the interesting thing. On the cover, on that aluminum cover, there are instructions. Check this out. These are the instructions that are on there. You're like, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I saw that. That just... That, well, that's because you're not high intelligent life form on another planet. Really smart people, smarter than me, figured this out and started putting this all there so people could understand this. Some, someone who got this would understand. I'm not that smart, so I had to read up on it. But the circle at the top left kind of looks like the dial on a watch. Uh, it's actually a diagram that shows our friends in the universe that the record spins around, and it actually tells them what speed it needs to play. Those little dots are binary code. The binary code matches up to the atom, which are the two circles down at the bottom. And the phase of that atom is devolving in a certain frame of time. And you would understand that if you're really smarter than me. You would use that same time measurement in binary code to understand how fast the record needed to spin. And also attached to the record is a stylus. So you don't even need a stylus. It's all inclusive. You get the stylus to play the record and the record. It's all mounted there on Voyager. Shows you which way the record should play so you're not playing it backwards. That little second thing on the left there. And then you see the thing here at the bottom with the, with the kind of the starburst looking thing. So, so those are eight known pulsars in the universe. And the distance measured again in binary code and how far each of those pulsars are from planet Earth. And so if you were out there in the cosmos and you received this record and you saw that diagram, you knew where one of those pulsars are, you could triangulate where this record came from and where our planet is. That's pretty cool. It's just flying out there in space. All the information on the right-hand side explains that. We sent this out on the chance that maybe, just maybe, intelligent life is out there somewhere in the cosmos, that they would receive this, that they'd figure out our diagrams, that they'd play the record, they would hear the sounds and depictions of planet Earth. We sent this out there, and when I got my head around that, it truly blew up my heart and my mind because I realized while we're trying to contact the cosmos, the God of the cosmos is trying to contact you. The God of creation is trying to reach you. And as crazy as it is that we spent all this time and all these resources and all this money, six months putting this together, to send a gold record into space, it pales in comparison to the fact that the God of all creation has sent a message from heaven directly to you. God's trying to get a message to you. And it's a very important message. Do you know what the message is? His message to you tonight is, I love you, and I've done something really amazing for you. That's the message. Probably the key text of all texts around the story of Jesus is found in John's Gospel, chapter 3. And Jesus is talking here, and his words have been repeated in church after church, in culture after culture, century after century. 
this verse, John 3, 16, has really become ubiquitous with the, the Christian faith. And, and we see this everywhere. You see it held up at football games. It's really the heart of the message that God's trying to get through to you. I love you. And I've done something really amazing for you. And you're like, well, I, don't, I don't know if that's the message that God would have for me. Like, for me, my message would be different. I think God would try to say that I, I, I'm fed up with you. I'm done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. In fact, you're irrelevant to me. I feel like that's the message God would want to send to me. And you couldn't be more wrong. The message God, God's trying to send to you is I love you. And I've done something really amazing for you. It's all captured in these words of Jesus. He says this in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. He so loved the world. God loved the world. His heart broke for the world. He wanted to connect with the world. He's trying to contact humanity. He's trying to get a message through to you. He's trying to get on your radar. He's trying to reach you with this incredible message. I love you. I love you. And I've done something amazing for you. And here comes part two. Here's the amazing part. God so loved the world. He didn't just love the world. He so loved the world. Like that's, that's different, right? You get that. I can tell my wife, I love you. It's quite different to say, I so love you. I so love you. God said, I so love you that he gave his one and only son, Jesus. He's the one speaking these words while he's standing on this planet. God so loved you. God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him, that him is Jesus, shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the good news. That's, that's this amazing thing that God's done for you. And then verse 17, which is just as important as verse 16, says, for God did not send. God did not send. Yeah, we sent a golden record on Voyager into space, and God sent a different Voyager, a Voyager named Jesus. He says, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to launch him out of heaven on a mission to planet Earth. And he wasn't hoping that one day somebody might find him. He knew that, that Jesus would reach planet Earth. He knew that Jesus would want to talk to you and communicate with you. And he wants you to understand this important message. And what's the message? You see it right there again. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. That's not why he came. But to save the world through him. God wants to save the world through Jesus. And this isn't about religion, by the way. Religion, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of religion. So if you came here thinking, I'm going to go to this religious thing, this isn't religious thing. Because I'm, religion says, I'm going to try to prove to God that I love God, and I'm going to do something amazing for God. And if I do something amazing for God, then maybe he will love me. And maybe he'll accept me and receive me. And that's not, that's not what he did. Before you even arrived on the scene, God says, before you even formed in the womb, I knew you. And I loved you. And I set you apart, and I did something amazing for you before you were ever here. So it's not about religion. It's not about me doing something to get to God. It's about God saying, I already did something before you were here. I love you, and I've done something amazing for you. Voyager has a cover that explains how all of it works and how you can hear the sounds of earth. And I think we also have a cover on the record of God called the sounds of heaven. So all of us living on planet earth can know that this isn't all that there is. I think a lot of times... We're on this earth, and we live, and then we die, and is there anything more? Yeah, there's something more. It's called heaven. It's a home called heaven. It's, it's this heavenly kingdom. It's, it's this economy of heaven. It's this beautiful place. And he goes, I, I want to get this message to you. I want to send you the sounds of heaven. 
And the way I'm going to do that, the, the cover that I'm going to put on this record is Jesus Christ. He's the way you see and know who God is. The scripture says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. In another place, scripture says that Jesus is the exact representation of God's likeness. Jesus even said about himself while he was on the planet, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So he says, I'm, I'm the cover. Like, if you, if you want to know God, you just get to know me. That's the kind of, that's the kind of God God is. It's me. I, I am God robed in flesh. In other words, the way you hear the sounds of heaven is through the person of Jesus Christ. I just want you to know tonight that you, you are God's design. You're not accidental. You're not incidental. You're not simply the byproduct of two people coming together in some sort of union. You're God's handiwork, and there's never been anyone on the planet made exactly like you. And the greatest thing about you is that God made you with the heart to know him and to love him. But there's a problem, though. And the problem is we turn our back on God. And we call that sin. And everybody in the room is sin, and I'm the chief among them, okay? In the beginning, they gave us ten. God gave us ten sins. Top ten. Ten commandments, right? And I start going through those commandments, and I start saying, okay, the first one uh, that, that I think about is, is honor your father and mother. It's not the first one on the list. It's the first one that came to my mind. And I've certainly dishonored my mom before, dishonored my dad, so I'm 0 for 1. And then he says, don't ever have anything uh, above me. Don't have anything before me. And I've certainly put things above God. You should have no idols. Uh, I've never, like, worshipped like a cow, but, but I... <laughs> I've vaulted money. I've vaulted football. I've put things before God, certainly. I have idols in my life. He says, you should not murder. <laughs> Good there, right? And then Jesus comes on the scene, and he goes, well, if you've ever hated somebody in your heart, you've committed murder in your heart. Oh, for 4. He says, don't commit adultery. Oh, I finally got one. And then Jesus ruined that for me, too. He goes, if you've ever lusted for someone in your heart, you've committed adultery in your heart. Oh, for five. Don't bear false witness. Oh, for six. Don't steal. Oh, for should I keep going? Right? How you doing? We all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. And, and the problem with that is that sin separates us from a holy God. It's not that God doesn't love you and want to be in relationship with you. He just can't because he's holy. He's set apart. I heard Lecrae, a hip-hop artist, say it really well this, this one time. He said, it's like a woman who's getting married. And she's got on this wedding dress, and her little brother has been outside playing in the mud. And he comes in, he's very small, two years old. He comes in, and he's covered in mud, and he just sees Sissy. And he goes, Sissy! And he comes up to her, and she's like, no, 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 no. Get away, baby, get away, I love you. No, 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 I can't, I, can't, I can't hug you right now. It's not that she doesn't love him. She loves him like crazy. I just can't be in fellowship with you right now because you don't understand the significance of this dress or this day for me, baby. I, I need, just, you're too dirty. And in the same way, that's kind of us in God. It's not that he, he doesn't want to be with us. He does, very much so. But this sin issue is a problem. Because sin separates us from God. The wages of sin, Scripture says, is death. In fact, Ephesians 2, 3 says, All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. And like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. So we deserve wrath. Like, that's what we deserve. We des I've heard people tell me, well, read, if God is love, then why doesn't he let us go to heaven? Like everybody. And I'm like, you got it all wrong. Like we deserve death. We deserve wrath. We deserve hell. 
But it's because God is rich in love and rich in mercy that he makes us alive in Christ. He gives us an alternative. He says, I, I don't like this. i got to change this. And the wages of sin is death, so there's a problem. Because you sin and I sin, and there's a penalty for that sin, and it's death. And God is a just God, so he has to, he has to pay that price somehow. And so instead of giving that penalty to you and I, he said, i got another idea. I'm going to send Jesus on a voyage from heaven to earth. He's going to have a message, and it's straight from me. I love you, and I want to do something really amazing for you. Because all the sin that you have committed, I'm going to take that sin, and I'm going to put it into the innocent life of Jesus. Because Jesus, when he was on, his earth, on earth for 33 years, he never sinned. And it wasn't because he wasn't tempted. The Bible says he was tempted in every way we are tempted, yet he was without sin because he kept yielding his life to the will of God for his life. But he was on this earth, and, and he said, I'm, I'm going to take on your sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made Jesus who had no sin, he had no sin, to become our sin. That's a massive amount of sin. So that in him, in a relationship with him, we might become the righteousness, which is a big church word, which just means right standing with God. We might become the righteousness with God. So when God sees me, he doesn't see my sin, he sees his son. And so Jesus says, I'm going to die for your sin. Because again, God's just, we got to pay the price of sin. And he said, I'll pay the price. Because I love you. And this is the something amazing I'm going to do for you. So you don't have to. He suffered what we should suffer. But we're here today because the story didn't end on Friday. The story didn't end on Saturday either. On the third day, Jesus moved that stone that was covering that tomb. And he walked out. And he beat death. He conquered death. And here's the beautiful thing is he gives us the power, right? Uh, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him, puts their faith in him, puts their hope in him, puts their trust in him, shall not perish but have e eternal life. He goes, I have eternal life. I've beaten death. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to have eternal life too if you put your faith in me. Isn't that awesome? But that's not the end of the story either. You say, Reed, there's, there's no way. That's the best part of the story. No, that's not the end of the story. Jesus is walking around on the earth, appearing to hundreds and hundreds of people. And before he went back to heaven, he says, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to get everybody who, who's with me to be with me forever and ever. But, but in the meantime, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. And for people who put their faith in me, they're going to have my Holy Spirit. And he's going to guide them. He's going to empower them to be all that God wants you to be while you're on this planet. He's going to be this divine assistance. He says, I promise, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm coming back from my church. And I'm going to take all those who believe in me with me and will be in paradise forevermore. Whoever believes in me will not perish, but will have eternal, everlasting, never-ending, always life. Which is pretty cool. And in heaven there's no tear, there's no death, there's no sorrow, there's no uh, pain. And this is our hope, this is our story. And this is the way you access the sounds of heaven. And God said, I love you and I've done something amazing for you. Shockingly, Voyager is still sending back signals to planet Earth. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's coming in at one millionth of one billionth of a watt. We have to use the biggest antenna on planet Earth to be able to just receive that signal and, and receive any message that, that Voyager is trying to send back. And it takes months and months and months to relay those messages. And I wonder what might be in your way today of hearing God's message the message from the God of the universe. Like, I, well, read, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get the text. 
I didn't get the text. I had my phone on silent. I didn't know he was trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> like, what, what is in your way? Of the God of the universe trying to send this message to you. There's so much stuff coming into my world. Or maybe for you, uh, the, 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 this, this block is sorrow, or it's pain, or it's suffering, or it's death, or it's divorce, or it's some, something is blocking his message to you. And some of you might be saying, well, if God's got a message for me, I don't want to hear it because the message I've heard thus far has not been favorable for me. It's been hurt. It's been pain. It's been death. I don't want to know any more messages from God. But you didn't know God was trying to reach you with a whole different message. This is the reason he came to earth in the first place. He's trying to tell you, I, I love you. I'm sorry those things happened, and I can redeem those things for, for my glory and for your good. But I've got a different message. I love you, and I've done something amazing for you. And I wonder today, can you hear the message? Can you tune your ear to hear it? Read it. I think I see it. I think I see the message that's coming through. I think I, I think I see him telling me he loves me. He's done something amazing for me. I can receive it. This is crazy. Just see that coming in. What he did for you, that if you believe in him, you put your faith in him. And by the way, when John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, it's not just believing in him like, oh, I believe that God exists. Well, the Bible says even the demons believe in God and shudder. And if you look at the original language, believe there in the Greek, it, it means to put your trust in, to put your hope in, to put your faith in. Like, I believe God is who he says he is. I believe God will do what he says he will do. I believe that he died on the cross and rose from the grave and gives me the ability to beat the grave and beat death and hell one day as well. I believe that. That's what you're putting your hope and your trust in. You're saying, you know what? He gave his life and I'm going to give my life back to him because he gave his life for me. That's the message. I'm trying to pull that in. I see it coming through, Read For the first time, it's never been more clear. I can see that message. It's coming straight from heaven. I want to be saved. You can be made alive in Christ tonight. And the question, is there anybody here that says, I want to receive the message? Here's what I love to do. But I would love for everybody in the room just to maybe bow your heads and close your eyes. And here's why I ask that is because I don't want anybody looking around because this isn't between you and your neighbor. This is between you and God. Just that you would just get alone with God right now in this moment. The lights are dim. Nobody's looking around. Again, this is between you and God. And I don't want your neighbor looking at you to get in the way of you receiving and downloading this message for yourself. This is the message for you. God loves you. He's done something amazing for you. And I want you to be able to receive that tonight if indeed you see it coming through. So here's what I'd love to do. It's all over the room. I don't know a lot of you. I hope to get to know you. So glad that you're here. But even if you never came back, I'd be okay as long as you get this message. So all over this room, if that's you, and for the first time tonight, you say, Reed, I get it. I see the message. He loves me. He loves me so much. And he sent his only son to die for me, that if I believe in him, if I put my faith in him, if I put my hope in him, if I put my trust in him, I won't die. Yeah, I'll die a physical death. 
but spiritually I'll live forever and ever with him. For God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And I want to be saved tonight. I want my sins paid for. I don't want to pay for my own sins. They've already been paid for. And I want to receive that payment and give my life to him as a result. I want to make him my Lord and my Savior. Lord just means master, meaning I'm just going to start leaning on him more and more. And listen, you may not have all the answers, and that's okay. I didn't either when I first accepted this message from God. It's a process, and that's why we're here. We're going to help you take all those next steps in your journey with with God and in faith. But here's what I'd love to do, is if you're here tonight, and for the very first time, just so I know who I'm praying for, and nobody's looking around, if that's you and you say, Reed, I want to accept the message, I want to know that God loves me, and I want to know and receive that he did this amazing thing for me, and I'm going to do what I can do for him and give my life to him in this moment. I just want you to slip your hand up if that's you. Awesome. Wow, all over the room there's hands going up. Anybody else? moment and for those hands. All over this room, people said, I, I want to give my life to Christ. And I want to lead you through a prayer. And listen, this is not a magical prayer. This prayer, it, 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 think of it as, as a first step in a beautiful journey with Him. But Scripture says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you confess that, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So there has to be a confession with our mouth, and you got to believe that as you're saying it in your heart, and you will be saved. You will be saved. It's not about anything that you do. It's just what you believe about Jesus while on earth. In this moment, you're saying, I believe that, and I'm going to give my life to that. So I want you to pray this prayer with me, and if you wouldn't mind just praying this out loud, and everybody in the room, just so that, I know we had a lot of hands, there'll be a lot of prayers, but just if you're comfortable saying this prayer with me, we can all say this together, and just confess this to God. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you came to earth to die for me, for my sins, for my mistakes, that you paid the price that was meant for me, that you love me, and you did the most amazing thing for me. You died. You were buried, but you rose again out of the grave, beating death, beating hell, and giving me the power to do the same someday. Come into my life, Lord. Forgive me of all sins in the past, the ones I did today, and all the, the sins of my future. Start me over, but with you this time. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. 
And then just tell him right where you're at. Just tell him you love him, just in your own way. Just, just tell him you love him. He loves you. It's okay to say, I love you, God. I love you, God.